Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Final Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. Hello, I'm Tony Hendra. And I'm Jeff Chrysler. And this is the Final Edition Radio Hour. So, Jeffers, this is a tragic week indeed. Yes, this was the week when the United States entered World War I, where we lost more than 116,515 men. Uh, more than that exact number? Yes, it was exactly one more. 116,516. Why not say the exact number the first time? Because I like saying the phrase, more than. As in, you now have more than one child. Exactly. I have one more than one child. I have two. Uh, your borderline in numeracy aside, the fallen of World War One are not what I had in mind when I said how tragic this week is. I was thinking of the demise of that colossus of comedy, Don Rickles. Oh yeah, I know that guy. The insult guy. You don't like insult comedy? No, I don't see any need for comedians to hurt people's feelings. Oh, oh, in other words, Jeffers, you're a compliment comedian. Yes, and with you I'm more of a complimentary comedian. But You know what, Jeffers? I never liked you. Never. No one does. They just won't say it to your face. But who can blame them? Your face looks like a plate of rigatoni with rosacea. No, it doesn't. I'm actually quite handsome. The perfect face for radio. What I was going to say was that if it hadn't been for Don Rickles, the other Don wouldn't be in the White House. He got there because he's an insult comedian. Wow, Jeffers. That is actually totally brilliant. You know what? I never liked Don Rickles either. Fuck him. I'm glad he's dead. Me too. To celebrate the death of Don Unfunny Rickles, here is... Final, final edition, edition Radio, radio hour. hour. The O'Reilly Factor is brought to you by Coin-Op Car Wash of Pensacola, New Jersey, who also proudly sponsor Pensacola's T-Ball team in Camden County Little League. Go D-Bags! Tonight on the O'Reilly Factor, we expose the rampant sexual harassment within the media by liberals. If Rachel Maddow harasses people in her office, would the media even cover it? If she yelled verbal abuse and lewd comments, if she made unwanted advances and phone calls where she sounded like she's masturbating. Now, there's no evidence she's done any of those things, and there's no evidence she hasn't. There's no evidence. 
Where did the evidence go? Let's talk. With me now is Roxanne Cahill, a blogger with Huffington Post. Roxanne, do you admit that Bill Clinton is a rapist? Your producer said we're talking about Syria. You're not answering the question. We are talking about sexual harassment by people who are not me. Mr. O'Reilly, I don't know anything about... I have three questions. A, why are you a stuck-up bitch? B, do you think Rachel Maddow ever called someone a stuck-up bitch? And C, why is Rachel Maddow a stuck-up bitch? I don't know Rachel Maddow. You're not answering the question. What is your personal phone number? I am not comfortable with this. Next question. Why are you sexually harassing me? Do you have your penis out? You're not answering the question. The O'Reilly Factor is brought to you by The O'Reilly Factor. The O'Reilly Factor remains a loyal sponsor for The O'Reilly Factor. Once in a generation, a movie comes along that defines a generation. Discover the world of alternative reality as two young men set out on the road. They're rejected, they're outnumbered, they're looking for America, and they can't find it anywhere. They're Republicans, or as they like to be known, Trumpers. Where are you boys head? We're looking for America, officer. Oh, well, you can find that almost anywhere. I know there's a lot of Americans in New York City. New York isn't America. Are you sure? It's one of the oldest parts of the country. It's not America. Okay, well, you know, America started in Massachusetts. No, it's not America either. Really? Well, Vermont... Look, just forget New England altogether. This summer, get your motor running and head out on the highway with Easy Trumper. So, nowhere on the West Coast, huh? Nope. Uh, Minnesota? Most of it, no. Michigan? Oh, that's a tough one. Voted for Trump, but lots of Muslims. Uh, nah. Well, how about Washington, D.C.? It's actually the capital of America. No. Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. Free to immigrate, then hate immigrants. Free to make other people pray the way you want. Free to take away your own health care. Free to be part of Russia. Free to roll back progress and roll up the sea levels. Free to choose who gets to be free. Look, maybe I should try some part of America that, uh, like, tried to secede from America at some point. Uh, Atlanta? Huh, well, I read online that Atlanta did win the Super Bowl this year, so, so yeah, yeah, let's point our, uh, power scooters that way. It's not easy being an easy trumper. The following is a public message from the U.S. government. When disaster strikes, it's too late to prepare. Honey, did you check for extra batteries? Uh, yep. Extra water and candles? Yep. Did you go over the plan with the kids? Uh, yep. Did you remember to extract blood, semen, eggs, and lymphatic fluid from all family members in case we have to repopulate the earth? 
Uh... Did you remember to poison all our neighbors with polonium and arsenic so our DNA is the dominant genetic material basis for future generations? Well, uh... Did you surround our yard with an impenetrable electrified razor wire fence, motion-activated machine gun turrets, and poisonous alligator-filled moats to kill any migrants or strangers instantly? Well, I, uh, I started to, uh... Did you load a go-bag with cash, drugs, needles, LSD, opiates, medical marijuana, KY jelly, horse tranquilizer, gold bullion, on freeze-dried food and non-GMO seeds? When disaster strikes, it's too late to prepare. So do it now while you still can. Have a plan. Get a go-bag. Don't be left behind. A message from your Department of Homeland Security. For more information, visit www.beforetheshithitsthefan.com. Breaking news in the world of high finance. Forbes magazine, which for decades has published the iconic list, the Forbes 400 Richest Americans, will launch a new list. Forbes publisher Richard Carlgaard gives us a sneak peek. Our new list is Forbes 40 Million Poorest Americans. It complements the Forbes 400 by listing the 40 million most exploitable Americans by name many of whom voted for Donald Trump. Yes, voter rolls were how we found many of the Forbes 40 million, those who weren't convicted felons or illegals. Give us some financial background on the Forbes 40 million poorest. The good news is that the poor are getting poorer. Between December 31st, 2015 and December 31st, 2016, the collective net worth of the 40 million poorest Americans plunged from $233.51 to $137.27, or exactly one ten millionth, and that's 0.000000001% of the combined net worth, $1.57 trillion of the Forbes 400. How could that happen in a bull market? What were the causes? Sheer laziness and stupidity? Well, to be fair, which isn't really necessary, uh, they were hard hit by rising food prices, uh, gentrification, and, above all, drastically lower lottery odds. Because so many more of these dolts were playing the lottery. Exactly, which added three million newbies to the lowest and largest segment of what we call the GOP, or a great opportunity field. Can we meet some of these exploitable nobodies? Absolutely. Meet number 23,085,889. Goth Hambone, 51. Net worth negative $4,637.02. High school valedictorian Hambone entered the lucrative IBM Selectric division in the 70s, but was laid off as IBM moved into personal computers in the mid-80s. Then what happened, Goth? Well, I ended up doing a 17-year jail term in Huntsville, Texas for passing a bum $13 check. Contracted inoperable lung cancer working in prison shop. Hey, bum check's a felony in Texas. Now I make my home in Madison, Wisconsin in a 1988 Yugo. My negative net worth's entirely due to outstanding traffic tickets. Garth can't vote, but he backs President Trump 100%. Country should be run like a business by a businessman. How do you feel about Scott Walker? 
I support Governor Walker in his battle to crush the union thugs who are bankrupting small businesses. Attaboy, Garth. You guys got a cigarette? Sorry, Sorry don't, don't smoke. smoke. Now, let's meet number 17,996,111. Gloria Estrata, 48. Net worth as of 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 4.417. Five cents. Single mom of four, Gloria is desperate enough to work three, even four jobs at below-subsidence wages. Gloria, you look a little tired. Yes, I last slept a full night's sleep in July. Wow. 2002. Of your four jobs, Gloria, what's your favourite? Repurposing used duct tape at my local Walmart. I get to sit down sometime. So in a microscopic way, Gloria helps to boost the stock price of Walton heirs Christy, Alice, Helen, Jim, John and Robson. Whose combined net worth is $94 billion. I suffer out to work at Walmart. What's your favourite thing to do, Gloria? Take the kids to Little Caesars. Have feasts of garlic twists and hot breadsticks. Every Christmas. Ah, interesting fact. Little Caesar's menu is typical of the nutrition-free, food-like cereal combos that keep the Forbes 40 million alive. And thank God for that. Though we at uh, the final edition were sad to see that Little Caesar's founder, Mike Illich, died recently. R.I.P. But he did leave his family 6.1 billion bucks. It's that point one that makes all the difference. Mm. So the Forbes 40 million present a rosy future for the American economy. Yes. For every Gloria, there are 4.3 other members of the Forbes 40 million waiting to grab their jobs if they're fired, die, or are killed. Hence, stellar productivity. The bottom lines of the Forbes 400 are rocketing upwards, thanks to an ever-expanding workforce of meek, cooperative, low- or no-cost neo-slaves. No-cost? There are Forbes 400 schemes afoot to avoid paying the 40 million poorest anything, like incarcerate far greater numbers of them than we do now. Then tap the prison population as unpaid workers. But would hard-pressed states uh, underwrite a massive expansion of their prison programs? Mm, Probably not, which underlines the wider problem of paying workers nothing. Even slave owners had to feed, clothe, house, and provide rudimentary health care for their workers, so they didn't die like flies. You're saying that however skimpy these services, in prison or out, they'd cost more than prevailing rock-bottom wages? Exactly. Plus, the Forbes 40 million's negligible incomes are immediately repossessed by the Forbes 400 in the form of food, gas, clothing and medical bills, rent, gambling debt and usurious interest rates. The good news is, (laughs) there's no bad news. We're making capitalism great again. By the way, was Sir Donald Trump ever one of the Forbes 400? Good God, no. He was never one of us. <laughs> but I did fuck his wife. Well, all three of them. And then there were the dead ones. Hi, I'm John Varnson, inventor and distributor of My Pillio. I started my pillow in the back of my garage in Minnesota, and I'm proud to say that we're still here. 
Haven't blown shit up yet. If you call and get the answering machine, just leave your number and we'll hit you back. The secret to my Pillio is a custom medical blend designed to fit your exact needs and make you go unconscious quick. My Pillio will take the pressure off your shoulders, your neck, your back, your hips, and your butt so that you get the best sleep of your life for one night or maybe forever. <laughs> no, I personally guarantee you a taste of the best nod out you've ever had. Just like that fine slice I had in Vietnam. Take it from me. Just go to MyPillYo.com and place your order right now, and soon you will experience the best sleep of your life. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. When you do, I'll even write you a second refill. Absolutely free. For the best night's sleep since your last OD, visit MyPillYo.com. <laughs> The following sketch has absolutely nothing to do with President Trump's wife, Melania, or Melania. Nothing at all. Caitlin Boggs Wackenhacker, trophy wife of flamboyant airbag billionaire Omar P. Wackenhacker, escaped yesterday from her display case in the couple's Park Avenue home. The final edition Radio Hour's Gossipose, Silvio Gold, has the story. I'm here at an undisclosed location in the Pierre Hotel on 5th Avenue and 61st Street in New York City with the immensely courageous Caitlin Boggs Wackenhacker. Now, Caitlin, it's well known in New York high society that you've spent most of the last five years in a spacious display case in the atrium of your Manhattan duplex. Well, display cases aren't spacious, but yeah. Who designed the interior? My husband hired Barbara Barry to do it. Ah, only the best for you. It took her about seven minutes, and she billed him 200 grand. She's worth it, though, isn't she? Now, I understand you also spend some of your time in smaller display cases at your villa in Antibes. Yeah, and at the ski lodge in Vail, and at the penthouse in Dubai. And who did the interiors of those? I haven't a clue. Wasn't it, um, not a dead? Who cares? Our listeners care, dear. <laughs> they only feel sympathy for you if they know you have exquisite taste. Now... Weren't you a Victoria's Secret model? Yeah, a very popular one. And you were 45 years younger than your husband? Uh Uh-huh. So you must have known that you were a trophy wife? Sure, I married him for his money. And when he introduced me, it was, Hi, so-and-so, I'd like you to meet my third trophy wife. All out in the open. But I never bargained for the goddamn display case. When did you find out about that? On our wedding night. That was your sumptuous fairy tale wedding in East Hampton in 2011 that cost over $2 million. You betcha. And I've been trying to escape ever since. One time I even tried to swan dive out of his box at the New York City Opera. Goodness, how brave. Got stopped by old Omar's billionaire buddy, David Koch, the guy who owns the theater. He probably thought he was saving your life. No, he didn't want to get blood on his nice new seats. He's a prick just like Wackenhacker. You don't make a billion bucks doing good deeds for people. But if you were at the opera, your husband obviously let you out of your display case sometimes. But he's a total control freak. When they let me out for events, formal dinners, and, you know, marital duties... What? Don't ask. Anyway, I had to wear these special pantyhose called Spark. Oh, like Spanx! 
designed by Sarah Blakely? No, not like Spanx. They have dozens of tiny tasers sewn in that slammed 20,000 volts into my butt if I got more than seven feet from old Omar. See? We're more than seven feet from him now, so when I turn on the pantyhose... Oh, what lovely patterns the sparks make. Yeah, they leave lovely patterns on your butt, too. Oh, goodness. How cruel. Same deal on stupid shop-till-you-drop sprees with these creepy girlfriends handpicked by his social secretary. God, the bitch actually zapped me if I didn't keep up with the group. What was her name? Why do you need to know? Helen Waddell. Oh, Helen's a good friend. Jesus, this interview is over. According to their prenup, Mr. Wackenhacker is entitled to an instant divorce effective today. Helen, how's the poor thing holding up? Fine. Right now, he's on his Learjet shopping for a new trophy wife, an imported one this time from Thailand, Colombia, Haiti, Slovakia, somewhere like that. What kind of a woman is he looking for? A gorgeous, compliant girl who will be thrilled to spend her life in a display case because she has the fatalism that comes from being raised in crushing poverty. And you know something, Silvio? For a man as rich as Mr. Wackenhacker, that's a huge turn-on. Police plotter! Police plotter! Jefferson! Vermont! Police plotter! March 10th at 5.15 p.m. A resident was worried when their neighbor's driveway hadn't been plowed and asked us to check on him. We did, and everything was okay. Police flutter! It records everything that happens! Police flutter! March 14th at 4.15 p.m. In the Cambridge Elementary School parking lot, a car that was left in neutral rolled into another car. Police April 1st at 3.30 a.m. Someone, probably a real estate agent, left the lights on in a vacant home on School Street. Who left the lights on in that vacant home? Write it down in the police plotter. April 7th at 5.15 p.m. A car slid off Wolcott Road, resulting in a tow and a ticket for the driver. You can't make this stuff up. No, you can't! No, you can't! Write it down in the police water! April 11th at 6.41 p.m. Three officers attended the final basketball playoff game just in case fans got out of hand. People games are just part of the job! Write it down in the police water! April 13th at 8.15 a.m. We spoke to students at Lemoyne Union High School. They paid little attention. It's a fabulous job to serve and protect. Write it down in the police blotter. April 14th at 4.40 p.m. I held the barrel of my firearm up to my temple just to feel something. Sometimes it's hard on your mental health. Write it down in the police blotter. I can't take this anymore. I've lost all will to live. Easy, pal. You're going to get through this. Write it down in the... Shooting gut! It's part of the job. Write it down in the police plotter. Hello? Hello? Write it down in the police plotter. I pissed myself. (laughs) 
tuning into NPR. If you're just joining us, we're here with President Diane Stonebridge. President Stonebridge, America was recently struck by a devastating terrorist attack in Chicago. How's your administration responding to the bombing? Well, Todd, my administration has always been firm that we fully intend to remain strong. Whoa, hey. Whoa. Uh, what? Maybe you need to calm down. I I don't know what you're saying. That, that there was a terrorist attack on our soils. We need to take a stand against it. Yeah, but don't you think you're acting a little angry, though? What? I... I don't understand. I'm I'm trying to say that we should be strong in our fight against terrorism. For the safety of the American people, we cannot let this happen again. Yeah, but you don't need to be a bitch about it. I don't think I'm being a bitch. Oh, okay. Calm down, babe. Seriously. I, I didn't do anything. I, I just said I, I'm not being a bitch. Just calm down, sweetheart. You're getting upset. I'm not upset. I'm just not smiling. Yeah, maybe you should smile. You'd be a lot prettier if you smiled. You'd be like the pretty president. Can we just get back to this interview? You know what? You're right. So with recent terror attacks, do you think America is safe? That's a good question. You didn't let me finish. Safe from having to listen to you nag everyone. I I fail to see how doing my job and making America safe again is nagging. So the answer is obviously no. I'm not nagging. Jesus, you just don't stop. All right. I have another question for you. You should masturbate. What? That is not a question. Because then maybe you wouldn't act like you're such a cunt all the time. (gasps) That is the worst word you could ever call a woman. Whoa, someone's getting pissy again. What makes you think it is okay to call me that? I am the most powerful woman in the United States. No, in the world. Uh, Because we can all tell you're not getting laid. I'm trying to address a nation that is in crisis and you're acting wildly inappropriate. Because nobody wants to have sex with a bitch. Why don't you try being more fuckable, Prez? Uh, Okay, this is, you know what, this is over. Clearly, we as a nation are not responsible enough to treat a woman in authority with respect. Uh Uh-oh, someone's on her rag. I, um, I actually am. Doctor, we're losing him fast. All right, stand back. Nothing. Hit him again. Clear! It's not helping, Doctor. Clear! Damn it! Okay, okay. We did everything we could. Let's call it. Time of death, 842. Um, it's actually 843. Really? My watch says 842. Mine says 843. Uh, check your phone. Phone says 844. Wait, so we're both wrong? Well, maybe we looked right as the minute changed. Let's wait a few seconds and see if they line up. Nope. Phone now says 845. Our watches are way off. Okay, so let's just call it. Time of death, 844. Doctors, my phone says 9. 9? How can that be? I like to have the time be 15 minutes fast so that way I'm never late to things. But if you know it's like that, wouldn't you just take that into consideration and be late anyways? Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay, so we're all in agreement. Time of death, 844. Well, just because my phone says a time, how do we know it's actually true? Because they set it to the global clock or something like that. But what if it's wrong? Like, I was easily able to change the time on mine, so what if the person who changed the global clock did the same thing? Ah, then how do we know what the actual time is? Look at the sun? It's dark outside. Maybe the wall clock? That's just like a giant watch. Anyone can mess with it. 
Well, what if we all just agree on a time and never speak of this moment again? I'm okay with that. Me too. Everyone sync their watches. Time of death, 8.44 p.m.-ish. Oh, oh, what happened? I blacked out. Time of death, 8.45. Mr. Mayor, Ethan Wildly, the four-year-old boy who won the Mayor for a Day contest is here. Oh, is that today already? Yes, yes, yes. Send him in. We'll take a few pictures to get this formality over with. Hello. My name is Ethan, and I'm this many years old. Oh, how cute. Ethan, since you are honorary mayor for all of today, why don't you sit in my big, comfy mayor's chair? What's a mayor? <laughs> He's to die for. <laughs> oh, my God. He's dead. Mr. Mayor, I have an appointment with you. Can I come in? Look, Ethan, town law says if anything happens to the residing mayor, the next person in line is to take over their responsibilities as the honorary mayor. And that's you. I'm the mayor. Mr. Mayor, we need your thoughts on the increasing crime rate of our city streets. Hello. I've been the mayor for this many seconds. The mayor has passed. Ethan is now the official mayor. I don't care who the mayor is. I've been trying to get a meeting here for weeks. Mr. Mayor, the next election is coming up, and your approval rating is down. We can't let your competitor beat you in the next term. Hey, I was here first. Mr. Mayor, hi. I represent the East Hills Center for Disabled Vets. That's animal doctors that are injured, not people who served in the military. And I'm here to talk about my grant proposal. We, we were, were here, here first. first. I want a juice box. So do all the people without homes down on Skid Row. Um, I'm sorry to add to your list of things to do as newly appointed and ludicrously young mayor, but I just got word that our pair of comically large scissors are missing and we're supposed to open the town's new children's hospital this afternoon. There won't be any dedicating if we can't get elected for the next term. You government fat cats only take care of yourselves and not the real fat cats. You know, overweight cats. Please, there's human beings in danger out there. We need to get more voters on your side. I suggest we come up with a slogan that rhymes. And hats! But what about the children? Two have died already because the hospital isn't opened yet. Crime rate! Boats! Children! Hurt dog doctors! Okay, come on right, now. Guy, but thing is, it it doesn't matter about the dog doctors. Skin row in danger! Oh. me. Look, I'm the male here, and there's nothing to worry about. I'll send more law enforcement officers to the areas with the most crime to act as a deterrent. Whatever money the injured veterinarians need, we'll get it to them. Even though it will take a little bit longer, we'll just use a small scissors to cut the ribbon. And by doing all these things, the voters should get on my side. How does that sound? Yeah, that's, that's, great. that's uh, Thank great. You, really that's wonderful. Smart kid. You save the city, sir. That's what mayors do. And so four-year-old Mayor Ethan saved the city that day, got elected for another term, and ran for president in the next election. With the entire country behind him, he eventually lost to a cuter baby kitten. Welcome back to the Final Edition Radio Hour. Two of my funniest friends are named Igudisman and Jew. Now, in case you should think I'm flirting with anti-Semitism at this sacred time of the year, Alexei Igudisman is Jewish and Shanki Jew is Korean. They're known the world over for being two of those very rare creatures, superb classical musicians who are funny. Deliberately funny, that is. 
They come from a special tradition of like-minded artists like Victor Borger or Dudley Moore, who made his debut in the legendary British review Beyond the Fringe, doing hilarious parodies of composers like Beethoven and Benjamin Britten. They have a new CD released late last year, which the final edition is very proud to sample. By the way, the CD also features, as a bonus, the extraordinary John Malkovich as their incredibly self-important and idiotic agent. Be a f- 
funny bloke Life is but a joke You just have to laugh Cause the one thing you have When your world's down the laugh Is the pleasure you take In another's mistake There is someone Who's worse off than you But you've fallen from grace and your wife has befuddled You look at her face and you know you're in trouble You've just sprung a leak and the plumber's unpunctual You wait past your peak and the kids are dysfunctional And what's even worse, your dog is perverse You hold out while they just gone down that plug hole And cyanide pills make you buff <laughs> Let's face it, you just have to laugh. Ha ha! Hello, Agent, sir? Alexei, young key, I'm calling from London. I just heard this song. It's funny, my mother really loves it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's why I don't think it should be on your album. Oh. I think you should do something a little more classical, current, you know, Baroque, avant-garde, archaic, rock, postmodern, renaissance. Okay. Like techno-bohemian. I think you know what I mean. Actually, I don't know what you mean. So what does he mean? Well, Hyunki, he said classical, so we should do some Mozart. No. Clearly he said current. So how about James Bond? That always works. And it's been going on for years. Mozart has been going on for centuries. Alexei, he's our agent. So obviously we play James Bond. No, Mozart. No, Bond. No, Mozart. I said Bond. Mozart. Bond. Mozart. Mozart. No, Bond. Mozart. 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 No, Bond. Mozart. 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 Always get your way.
agent, sir. Did you like that? Where is he? I think he's gone. Hello? Alexei, Hyunki. My plane is about to land in Paris, so I think you should record some Chopin. You know, I'm having some friends over for wine and cheese. Okay, so now he wants some Chopin. All right, let's just do it. No, no, Shanky, uh, you know perfectly well that I can't do Chopin. Of course you can. Let's just do it. No, no, it, no, it, no it's, it's impossible. I'm allergic to Chopin. Please, no. Scratch me. Could you scratch my back, please? I oh, oh that's better. Yeah. Oh, that's good. A little lower. Just just a little lower. Oh. Not that low. Let me guess, you like it. I really like it. It has a ring to it. Uh I mean, the chance of it selling is as high as me becoming the foreign minister of China, but I like it. Listen. Oh, we are. I don't want you to be successful. What? I don't want you to be successful in your country. Why not? I don't want you to be successful in the whole world. Well, so... I am going to make you a star across the universe. The universe? Intergalactic. What? Interstellar. Interstellar. I'm going to make you number one in Uranus. The planet Uranus. Yes. I'm going to send you to outer space. Now!
galaxy far, far away, where the art of violin no longer exists, our hero stands alone. This is the story of a lonely explorer who plays boldly what no one has played before. Coming soon to a theater near you, the alien violinist. Alexei, listen. In space, no one can hear you scream. Just play the next piece. 
But I don't know how to find the next piece, Agent Sir. Well, Alexei, use the navigation system. Where do I find a navigation system? On your cellular phone. I see. There it is. And on. Voice recognition on. Welcome to the musical navigation system. Please name composer and piece of final destination. Bach prelude in E major. Brahms interlude in A major. No, Bach prelude in E major. Bartok piece for lute and arrangement. No, no, I said Bach prelude. Luigi, no, no, il canto sospeso. I'm gonna smash this thing into little pieces. Bach prelude in E major. Navigation in process. You may now start. The first harmony is E major. You are in E major. Stay in E major. In eight measures, change harmony. In four measures, change harmony. Change in two measures. One change now. Go around the sequence. Return to E major. In two measures. Turn to C sharp. Turn now. Take the next exit to F sharp. Alert! Accidentals ahead. String crossing ahead. Keep crossing strings. Alert! You have steered off route. You are in the wrong piece. Please turn around. Recalculating. You are back to back. Difficult passage ahead. Reduce speed. Reduce speed. Reduce speed. Reduce speed. You have arrived at the Temple of Doom. Hello, I'm Stanley Sherman. And I'm his wife, Rita Sherman. We're the people in the car ahead of you in traffic. The white SUV. And we're here to encourage you 
to subscribe to the Final Edition Podcast. We are very interested in things. We appreciate a show that takes time to examine the issues. It makes us more informed voters. Whether to go to the right or go to the left or go straight or stop and consider our options. Well, the light is green up ahead, so we better slow down. This will take all my concentration. Be careful, Stan. I know. The Final Edition Podcast. We have one. I better not see any movement. Who is this? Hi, this is Paul. I'm your negotiator. I'm just calling to find out your demands and negotiate as peacefully as possible. All right. I'm putting you on speaker. I want a private jet to Bermuda. I want to have specifics on where I want that to pick me up, but we can burn that bridge when we get there. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I know I'm just a hostage in this situation, but did you just say burn that bridge when we get there? Yeah, why? Well, the phrase is actually cross that bridge when you get there. You would not want to burn it. Whatever. You know what I mean, right? I mean, I guess. Then it doesn't really matter, does it? Now be quiet! I've got more demands to flush out with the negotiator. Um, sorry, I, uh, hostage here, also speaking out of turn, but flush out? What is that? It's a phrase. Uh, no, no, no. Um, the phrase is flesh out, like adding flesh to a skeleton. What are you, a bunch of English professors or something? Well, yeah, this is the Dartmouth English Department. This bank is full of English professors? The bank is about a block down the street from the school. Looks like she can't read a map, either. (laughs) Stop making fun of me! So this is basically a library, then? Oh, you're the worst. It's library. Who taught this woman grammar? The school of illiterate morons? Man, English professors are assholes! I'm an undergrad, but even I knew that. Okay, I'm gonna need you to ignore them and focus. What do you need? (laughs) An English tutor, apparently. Okay, all right. Uh, how long do we have? For all intensive purposes, let's say by 4.15. It's actually intense and purposes. Otherwise, you'd be saying your purpose is intense. My purpose is intense. There's only one hostage left. I don't know how to make myself any more clear. Give me a plane or everyone dies. Okay, all right. Where do you need the plane? I already told you. What part of what I said did you not hone in on? I'm sorry. Look, I know you're probably going to kill me right after I say this, but it's actually home in on? Like homing device? I mean, are you some kind of an idiot or just... Oh, so that was the last one. Oh, Oh, no. Wait. We can work this out. There's nothing to work out. You did us a favor. We've been trying to get rid of those English department assholes for years. Everyone knows that people who correct your grammar are the worst. Hooray! Ain't nobody here but us chickens. Ain't nobody here at all. So quiet yourself and stop that fuss. Ain't nobody here but us. Kindly point that gun the other way and hobble, hobble, hobble off and hit the head. (laughs) 
Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Keith Saltohanes, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Megan Gallagher, Samantha Gerwitz, Sean Ari Leher, Dan Frick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Rachel Rauch, James Mount, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, Anne Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Rob Gordon, Tony Hindra, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Melinda Hughes, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The final edition is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The final edition radio hour is the property of the final edition LLC. Copyright 2014. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.